All right, what's up, everybody? Thank you for tuning in to Music Junkies. Uh, today we have a special interview with Trevor Wesley, uh, singer, songwriter, um, beat maker. What else? What else do you do? I, I just like to create, I guess. But yeah, mainly, uh, you know, songs and production. And but I, I realize that everything is kind of like correlated to each other. So, you know, it's like cooking, even. You know, like it's like making music you just take different ingredients put them together and you, depending on your taste you make some yeah yeah so, right, how, so how, how did you get started part, in the music you know industry well the music industry came later but you know it's like i i never chose to do music i just you know subconsciously or whatever i i knew that i had talent when i was at a young age and uh i just i just did it you know it wasn't an idea of mine i just my parents had a piano at the house and I guess my mom would say that I would uh, hear the vacuum cleaner and be like, me, and then I would go to the piano and be like, hey, look. So I started playing the piano. And then and then it wasn't until later I realized that I, I can do something, you know. It's like a gift and a curse, you know. It's like I, I have to do music now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But the industry part of it is like, you know, it's totally different than, you know, when you're young and and talented or whatever and you love making music, it's such a different, you know, mindset going into the music industry because the music industry isn't about talent. It's not about, you know, it's a little piece of it, but really the, what drives it is, is the network you have and, you know, who's ass you're kissing and what circles you're in, stuff like that. So it's really like more so political in my experience, business, political, all that. But what do you enjoy most about being a musician? Uh, just creating, I guess. There's nothing, nothing like making something, you know. Mm. Like, I think too that uh, it, it's a good opportunity. I realized because I would like play the piano out, you know, before this like quarantine and stuff like that. I play the piano all the time, different restaurants and play just wherever I could. And when I would play and sing, like people would be in their conversations and talking. But then when I, I play something, all of a sudden they would stop and then they would look over and it's like I realized that I have like a power of of bringing people to the present moment. Yeah, you're like, that's, that's crazy, you know, because well, you could be in your head and your imagination or whatever. And that's not reality. But then playing and singing something, you capture someone to come to back to reality. Mm -hmm. So that's cool. So only live once was your is that your first EP? Oh, yeah, that was the first project I ever made. Yeah. So how, how did how does that compare to, you know, what you're making now? Well, I'm not going to go back and listen to it because it, <laughs> but you know, like I, it's definitely an evolution, you know, like I think every song I make is I've tried to make it better than the last, but at the same time, still stay true to, to what I do. You know, like, I don't want to, like I can make different kinds of things, but I, there's just something in me that loves like certain things. I think that all my influences that I loved, you know, like, like jazz and, and I grew up in California and LA and I listened to like K Earth 101 and, Kiss FM and stuff. I mean, if you're not from here, you know, those are like, you know, K Earth 101 was like oldies, all K Earth 101. Then they had, uh, you know, like the hit songs on Kiss FM and stuff. And so, I, like, my mom would play, like, you know, Ella Fitzgerald and Nat King Cole and Frank Sinatra and those kind of things, like jazzy kind of good, feel good wedding type yeah. music. <laughs> and then my dad was like, you know, into Rolling Stones and the Beatles and stuff like that. And so, I, I think that when I make music now, I just subconsciously am. am it's like when I hear something that I like, I just go with it. You know, I'm not trying to like plan anything. I just like it. And it's like a binary decision. It's like, yeah, that's cool. Cool. And then whatever I have with that, I, I add something to it. And then sometimes too, it's like whatever I started with, I end up deleting 
after I added things around it because it, it led me to something else. Yeah, you know? it, yeah, there's always a way to get there. It's like a chain reaction. You know, you start off and then everything just starts building up and you get to your final product. Yeah. It's almost like I'm not, I, I don't even really create. I just arrange. It's like, I believe in God and I'd say God created all things. And it's just, I can just see it, right? I have the awareness to, to say, hey, that's cool. Look at that. And then use it. So it's like I'm co-creating, arranging. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So we, we found out what you liked about being a musician. What do you what do you hate about it? You know, aside from having to kiss people's asses and shit. Well, I don't, I, mean, I learned like hate. If, if I hate anything, I suffer because it's like drinking poison and expecting the other person to die. So I don't hate, I don't hey, have to. That's, yeah, but, that's okay. You know, but, but, I, but I do know like if I focus on what I like with what I don't like, doesn't matter because I didn't use it. But it, as, as far as the industry goes, it's the same kind of thing with people, you know? I, I like, I can see when other people are angry or hateful or manipulative or, you know, like, because I don't have that hatred. I, and I, there was a time when I didn't realize that I, I was angry and I, cause I found myself being blameful, right? I didn't get a call back from someone. I create a story in my head about why I didn't get a call back or whatever. And, whatever made me feel you know like unaccountable to myself and i realized especially as a man like i want to be accountable to myself and and not blame other people and so now that i'm like you know been growing in my life uh i just realized that the right way is to uh surround myself with the people that love what's right you know and 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 of course you don't always know what the people that love what's right until it's revealed right and people reveal themselves as you get to know them and work with them so I just gravitate towards people that, that I, that don't have anger, you know, and that are, you know, not in their egos and that are able to just, you know, be themselves and they're secure in themselves. And then it's like, I could see the so-called enemies, you know, around me all the time because I, I don't know, I, can, I don't, because I don't hate them. I can see them and I know it, but I know I'm not, I'm not going to accept certain things as right, you know, like if I'm going to do business with somebody, it's like, I know what I want to do and this is fair for me and this is fair for them. Like I want everybody to, to win together. Cause it's, that's what it's about. Like a rising tide raises all the ships. Yeah. But I, you know, I guess each moment is each moment. I don't want to hold on to anything about like what I, this is what I hate. This is what I don't. It's like, but in situations I'll know what I should and should not do. And if I do the wrong thing, hopefully not, I'll, I'll learn from it. You know? yeah. I think hate was too too powerful of a word to use. I should have said no. You know, I know what you mean. No, I know what you mean. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, no, I get you, man. That's that. That's those are powerful words right there. Very positive, optimistic. <laughs> yeah, they hit you. <laughs> they hit Jake. Man. Yeah, yeah, he's, he's speaking to me. <laughs> so you know, I know you get asked this a lot. You know, chivalry is dead. It was viral. Went viral everywhere. You know, how, how yeah, did that? How did that? You know, blow up like it did. It happened because um, I used to sing at this spot called uh, Republic of Pie in North Hollywood. It was like a, a little coffee shop. And it was like, I used to just come up there and I would just, they had a, like a little piano there and I became friends with the owner and I would play and sing there all the time. And so I would do that right. And I, and I would just sing and there's in the community, there was like dancers and other kind of people there. So like a couple of years later, um, I worked with this company called Dance On that uh, helped me find, they were trying to help me find a dancer that I could collaborate with. And then they sent me this kid named Ian Eastwood. Yep. I've and I was that. like, I saw him, they sent me a bunch of different people and I saw Ian and I was like, man, that guy's awesome. And I just feel like his style kind of like works with the kind of music I'm, I'm making. Yep. 
And so we reached out to him to see uh, if we could collaborate and send him, you know, some songs and he picked that one. But at the time, like he had a fee and, and it was like, well, I don't have the money to pay for this, you know? So uh, we weren't going to do it. And then uh, later on, he hits me back and he recognized me from Republic of Pi. He's like, that's the guy from Republic of Pi I've seen him play. <laughs> that's crazy. And, and so he hits me back and said that Jamba Juice, the company reached out to him and wanted him to make a piece of content for Valentine's Day. Mm, and awesome. uh, and so they were giving him the money to make a piece of content for Valentine's Day. And he's like, well, Jamba Juice paid me the fee, so let's just do it with your song. And I was like, no way. So it like, really came together. And then uh, he just did the dance. And then, you know, we, we released the song that way where, you know, he posted the video and then put the link to the music uh, in his description. And then everybody was like, what song is that? And it was a natural organic way where, you know, it wasn't trying to force people to say, hey, listen to my music and download yeah. it. Or it was just they they saw I, I, re I really learned a lot from that because the power of dancing and, and our visual with uh, with music. And letting it be, you know, the listener's idea to to like it, you know, where yeah. I'm not trying to force them to, but they see, you know, like, cause dancing, it's like, you can see things that you might, or hear things that you might not have heard because you saw it, yeah. some movement with it. And he already had a following, pretty big following. And so that gave it like a good little head start to be able to, you know, start a fire going. Yeah. You know? Well, it has 34 million streams on Spotify alone. I know, that's crazy, that's man. I, I think it's had over 100 million streams if you combine all the platforms together with uh, with the, like, people started making covers of it and stuff. And I, I'm so thankful for that because, I mean, I don't know. I don't want to look and think of, like, oh, what if this didn't happen? Because it happened, you know? Yeah. But uh, I'm just super grateful for that. Moment. So that that song is what, you know, I have been listening to you for about three years. Um Oh, and, yeah, so this you know this girl, one of my friends was telling me, hey, listen, watch this dance video because she's a dancer and she was all into it. And I saw that Ian dance video. It's really cool. You know, it kind of pushed me into your music. Like you said, you know, I saw the visual, I heard the song, and I was like, okay, this is a badass song. So then I started listening to a little bit of uh, you know that album, um, Just a Fling, and then um, Boom. What is it? Boom, chicka, boom. Boom, chicka, boom. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, the baby making music. <laughs> right. That. You know. Yeah, I was I was super grateful for that. And and the love I got from it, it was crazy because it like really kind of popped off in the Philippines area, too. I saw I noticed. Yeah. So how do you feel the Internet has impacted the music business? Um, it's impacted it in so many different ways. You know, there's positive ways and there's negative ways, I think. But well, the positive on the good. Yeah. The positive ways, I think, uh, is that it gives access to independent artists to be able to, you know, talk to the world. And, and a lot of platforms now, it's so easy to just upload and, and, and do it, even though there's so many little, you know, things that you don't think about that you that are important, you know, like, like that thing with Ian Eastwood, like a lot of people might not think that to put us, they'll just want to put a song out, which yeah. is what I used to do. And, uh, and I haven't put out music in a while. And I, and I, because I had a, a you know a manager, a business partner for a long time, and uh, it, we went different ways, and so now I've been having to do everything on my own, and so I'm just trying to you know figure out the right way to do it again, and so I've just been creatively working on new music, and if if the music's great, that's phase one, you know, and I know you know with 
social media and stuff like that. It's like, I, I need to come at it the right way and not just put out music and, and hope for the best, but have some sort of plan. Cause I realized that like, you know, if, if I have a grenades of music, right. And I just throw them into deserts, you know, they're going to explode and nothing's going to happen, but I need to create other grenades in different places. So when I throw a grenade, it explodes multiple things, you know? And yeah. so I know that like working with, collaborating with other people and it doesn't necessarily have to be dancers even though dancers are like you know the yin to the yang of music of, of listening you know the, the visual but just creative ways of being able to collaborate with other people and having it be a, a plan of some sort to where you know it's like i know that that's something that i need to do once i'm finished with all the music and i'm just ready to put it out is reach out to different people and figure out if they would be interested in being a part of a launch of songs and stuff like that, you know? So how yeah, has, how has COVID <laughs> affected the music and your, uh, you know, or how, how has it affected you in general, you know? Um, I mean, I can't say it's affected me because, you know, I, I can see what's going on in the world. And to me, it's like, it's pretty, it's pretty crazy to me. Uh, just because, you know, I don't want to get, I know this is about music, but it's affected me in the sense that I'm not out performing anymore. I'm not out like networking and, and, you know, going to jam sessions and, and hanging out with friends and, you know, making music and stuff like that. But it's not like making me feel any kind of way about it, but it is revealing a lot of people, you know, I think a lot of people are angry, you know, like yeah. they're, they're at home, they're by themselves. And I think a lot of people don't know how to deal with themselves. So, so they're, they're so used to going out and being around people that, that the, the worst is coming out of people. And at least that's my opinion. But, um, you know, I, I don't know. Yeah. It's just an interesting time for sure. It's crazy. You've never experienced, we've never experienced anything like this. And like you said, yeah, it's showing people's true colors and, you know, it's yeah. affecting them. I'm home fucking 24-7. I work remote. I, and I do the podcast here remotely. It's so yeah. you know, it's kind of that's one me... good thing though, right? You got to be be home and, and create. Yeah, and okay. and it's kind of good too because like people are at, they're at home, they they could be listening to my music. So <laughs> yeah, and you're able to promote yourself a little more because you you have some time to you know be on the socials yeah. and stuff like that. So I mean, I I've, I've heard you know good and bad. Some content creators are like, no, I I want to be out there. I want to be performing. Some other content creators, I'm at home. I'm you know, making music, I'm writing, I'm promoting. So I, it could go either way. Mm. For sure. So what is your creative process like? Do you want to talk about that? Um, I don't know, man. It's always different. And I know that I, I do have a process, but I mean, usually when I make music, I I start with, with musicality of something like, I, I you know, I, I produce music in, in, in Logic X as a program the DAW and I, uh, I, I pull up different sounds, you know, I find a, uh, something that I like. And like I said earlier, I just kind of start, I take out what's in front of me and I move, just move on to the next thing. And, but I usually like to create the music first and then capture a feeling that it gives. And then when I, uh, you know, marinate in that feeling, I'm like, what does this feel like? And I come up with a, a, a song title, right. Or sometimes I'll just like, mumble like chivalry is dead right i knew i wanted to write a song called chivalry is dead before i wrote, wrote it because i realized that it was a saying and that there was no song called chivalry is dead and because it's already a saying and people already know it that's a powerful thing because it's yeah. like it, it's like it's almost like 
you know, I didn't come up with the term chivalry is dead. But if you type in chivalry is dead, I'm the first thing that pops up. So it's like I claimed the saying. You coined and I realized, it. Same with the song In This World. You know, I said that ass though. I wrote yeah. that because I saw all these hashtags on Instagram girls like that ass though. I was like, well, damn. I never heard <laughs> I'm a song use that dog one. That ass though. That little dog <laughs> skit you made. I'm going to use that one. That one was freaking. <laughs> <laughs> I know I say that kind of stuff all the time, especially like old ladies. And some of them get pissed off. Cause they're like feminists or something. They get like, they're like, how dare you? Herman endearment. What the heck? It's like, right. I'm not trying to get with you. I'm just being friendly. I'm trying to make <laughs> your day. <laughs> so, um, you're coming out. I don't know if you're coming out with a new song. I saw it on Instagram. Fuck out of here. Fuck out of here. That's it. Yeah. That's a fucking good song. Well, thanks, <laughs> well the, the I clip I heard. Songs I'm working on. I, because I'll start a lot of songs and then I'll get ideas and I'll just keep coming up with ideas. And after I have a whole bunch of them, I'm like, what's the strongest one that, that's like the winner? And that one for sure, I was like, damn, that's a banger. Like I knew <laughs> it, you know? And so I wanted to, I got to finish it and I'm pretty much done with it. I think there might be a couple little changes because after I got to listen to it, you know, because I realized that like if a song, once you put a song out, it's out there. And what's the song sound like in five years or 10 years yeah. or whatever like you know you i'm gonna notice certain things that i'm like damn i shouldn't have done that i should have changed it so i try to like create stuff and then listen to it over and over and over and over so then i can like dig deep enough to listening to it where i'm like wait a second like like the fuck out of here song i i thought i was done <laughs> i was doing all this stuff to it and then i was like just listening to the instrumental and then it was just like one little bass note that was like a semitone or a uh, a whole step off and i was like how did i how did that happen i missed it like had i just been you know all right i'm done and i and i put it away i wouldn't have never noticed that little baseline and then if i put it out like that i've been pissed that's just yeah. you being a perfectionist <laughs> yeah exactly yeah no man you're trying to put out professional stuff so i totally get that so yeah I mean, <laughs> what's the best advice you've ever been given the best like as it, yeah as far as like making your music and whatnot doing your thing if you've ever had any, I don't. Yeah, I don't. It's hard for me to think of advice that I've been given, but if I had to give advice about it, the best advice that I would give would be yeah. like, would be um, to always stay creative. You know, like, like I notice a lot of people in the industry, especially they're like Kinko's copy machines, where they're like, and I understand this process because when I started singing, I was a Kinko's copy machine because I'd listen to like, I'd listen to other people and I really love their voice or love something about it. And I wanted to emulate them. So mm -hmm. I would start to, to do everything that they did and, and learn it once I learned it. And then I found someone else. I'd be like, wow, that's amazing. And I, and I started doing, you know, copying what they did. But eventually it, I would, I came into my own where I was, a, you know, became a, a product of all the influences that I emulated and copied. And, and I found my own in, in an early time and uh, especially with producers, I feel like I've worked with a lot of people who, who like just basically go like they they listen to a track they like and then they just recreate it, and then they like make little changes. But but they didn't really like create it from nothing to being like all right, you know. I think there's something about being able to listen to what every sound is telling you, what every lyric, what like like you. It's so much work to have to try. I don't know how to how to say it right, but there's like it's it's. <laughs> it's so much easier and less work if you're just aware, right? And you're just like the observer and you listen to what a sound is telling you or what's going on, like like the songwriting thing, right? Like, 
it has to i want to come up with the name of the song first and, and i'll come up with the name of a song because of what i'm feeling what it's telling me it feels like you know it could feel like like if it's a james bond song or something like if you know that feeling it's like you're like oh i feel like that you know like it makes you feel something and so uh yeah i would just say just if you're creative to to hone in on the creativity because if you create from within and you channel that creation then it's forever and you'll always keep growing you won't you won't stay stagnant and only able to copy and duplicate what's in front of you like you know what you want to i don't know if i'm saying it right but it's hard to put it into words but it's because it's really just something that that that's a feeling that I like a knowingness, you know, where you know what to do, you know, and it's not. Yeah. That's why I think that I don't really create anything because something in me is telling me like, hey, like that works and that doesn't work, and and, and do it, or or I have a vision of something. I'm like, wow, that's this, and I see an outcome, you know. I'm like, whoa, and it wasn't because I heard it from something else, and maybe subconsciously I did, maybe subconsciously I heard something somewhere else, and I'm pulling it and putting it pairing it with something else you know it's really nothing new everything is just paired with something different that you yeah. can hear and then it sounds new okay yeah. well, I, I got i got another one for you so um it's kind of off topic but what, what what's like a useless talent that you have you call you useless, kind useless of talent yeah. me i'm useless no, I'm <laughs> my existence uh, <laughs> i guess i guess really maybe true. uh I don't know. I, I'm definitely like to joke around a lot. And uh, these days I feel like people are so sensitive that that saying things that are offending people, I guess, could be a useless talent of mine because it doesn't really <laughs> help off. God forbid you do <laughs> that. <laughs> but but I get around the right people. It's like I talk shit with the ones I love the most. Like if I'm talking shit with somebody, oh. it's because I it's because I, I I know that it's like we're cool you know it's yeah, like yeah. The people that you're all afraid to be around which i'm not like that anymore i used to be like that where you know it's like oh i want to make it in the industry i just want people to like me i don't want to burn any bridges and you know i was controlled by people when i had that mentality and now it's like it kind of guides me now so maybe it's not a useless talent because it actually is useful because yeah people get triggered and they're all weird and everything i'm like all right cool well you're not going to control me and how I am. How you think, right. how you feel. They're, they're committed to misunderstanding yeah. me anyways and where I'm coming from and my intentions. A lot of people like they think they can peer into your soul and and tell you where you're coming from. And as an artist, you know, it's easy to, to consider that to be true because they're like, yeah, that's true because, you know, artists are emotional. But now I realize, like, it's bullshit. You know, like, I know, I know myself. I know where I'm coming from. And if you take it wrong, that's your problem. You know, yeah. People are always going to be casting that shadow on your light, man. And no matter yeah. no matter what you do, if if you're yeah. open about everything you believe in or everything you feel, or if you're not open to everything you feel, they're going to judge you either way. They're going to talk shit either way. So oh, might, as well, all, might as well be true to yourself. You, I can pick up a fucking dime with my toes. You know, that's my useless talent. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's oh, yeah, yeah, extremely useless. I, I think I can still do a back handspring back there in the day. Mm. Oh shit. Dude. <laughs> I say that, but it's been a long time, so I might I might hurt myself. Maybe I don't know. I think we need to see it. I'm just kidding. Yeah, no <laughs> so, um, what's the best or your favorite song that you've created, or your favorite thing to perform? You know, what's your favorite? Well, I mean, I have to say, for now, the success of Chivalry is Dead has been such a blessing that it has become my favorite because 
people always want to hear it you know and, yeah. I, and i've heard people complain they're like oh man this song again i have to you know <laughs> not about me but i'm saying like other artists that were like you know i've worked with where they're like yeah i gotta sing this song again and it's like i feel like it's a like at least you have a song to sing you know these yeah. people want to hear it yeah. and and that song is a uh, it i mean it's just I'm, I'm proud of it because it was successful, you know, and things happen for a reason. You get what you deserve. It was a, it was a good song. So people liked it. And, you know, if the other songs would have been successful, it was because they would have been as good, you know? So, yeah. I mean, yeah, I would say that song and, and, but, but now I have a reference, like, all right, I need to make something better than that. And, and even like the fuck out of here song, I like that song. But the message in it is not the same. It's not as impactful and, and deep as like Chivalry is Dead type of song, you know. Yeah. But I still like it. I still, you know, if I answer your question. Yeah. Yeah. That was <laughs> it. <laughs> Do you have a message for any of your listeners or your fans currently, right now? Fuck um, out of well, here. Just, yeah, <laughs> fuck out of here. <laughs> Thank you uh, for the support. And, um, you know, it's interesting because a lot of, you know the streams and everything they don't they don't represent my social media right like instagram i got like twenty eight thousand followers which yeah. is awesome and i'm grateful for it. but when you mentioned earlier like the like 45 million or however many on spotify alone streams that doesn't translate and so i know that like people like my music and i much rather have people like my music than like my lifestyle and my personality because i'm a musician i'm in the yeah. music industry i'm not in the lifestyle personality industry and so um, I'm trying to tie it into um, to the message to them is that, you know, if you're watching this and you're and you know who I am as a person, I appreciate you, you know, giving me the platform, you guys to come hang out and talk about this kind of stuff. But um, it's hard for me to be able to uh, promote new music to all those people that already know that song, because I, it doesn't it doesn't like how do I say it like. If you're watching this and you know who I am and you like my music, it really helps when I do drop music to help spread the word because I want to be able to have that impact again. But I know that like like I said with Ian Eastwood and stuff like that, like those were the what made the stars align. So I know that's my job to be able to figure out other talented people that I can collaborate with to make it have that impact. But yeah, I mean, just thank you for the support and uh, for listening and, and going a, an extra step than just listening and, and wanting to find me you know to be able to get to know me and see and be updated on what new music is going to come even though it's been a long time yeah your <laughs> oh, last release yeah. was a remix right i don't know i i have been just making stuff just to put content out but it's not like my pride and joy of music that i'm you know like an album or something like that but i have just been creating stuff for instagram or youtube and stuff like that just just stay creative this is here's a little analogy i realized you know, it's like when you're going to build, make a campfire. I was at my dad's. He has a cabin in Oregon and he's got these big ass logs. Right. And we were going to go have a campfire outside and I couldn't light the, the logs with a lighter. I have to create Kindle. Right. Yeah. So I realized with my creative creativity, it's like I got these big ass logs, which is my other songs, you know, an album or something. And then I have these like little Kindle songs or like pieces of creation. And I have to get a fire going creatively with the little songs that don't matter or that are just fun that that will help me get that fire going inside to to really knock out the bigger logs if that makes yeah, sense that makes sense i get it oh. <laughs> all right well that's all i got um jake do you have any more 
Uh, I know you always have a list of questions. <laughs> oh yeah, I do. I do. I do. Um, well, you were talking about your music earlier. Um, so how would you describe your sound as someone who may or may not have already listened to it? Someone called me Trap King Cole one time and I was like, that's Trap No, I've heard that. I've heard that too. Because <laughs> I used to like, I used to try to figure out a way to, to say, you know, it's hard to put it in words because I'd rather just someone listen to it and have them come up with their idea of what they think. But I used to be like, what if, you know, Kanye West and Frank Sinatra had a love child? Like, at least that was the like, the, the, the direction that I knew that I wanted. Because I love, you know, all kinds of, you know, different kinds of music but how do you there's like a little fly in here that's fuck out of here fuck out of here <laughs> god <laughs> damn here. you didn't pay your rent yeah, i don't know man i i don't know i, I it's because it, it's just a combination of everything i love you know right I, it's it's like jazz but the trap king cole i thought was funny even though it sounds like rap or something like that so i don't okay. want to like lead people the wrong way but i thought it was funny did you well, have that you name somewhere i have i have it on instagram i think i might yeah, change okay. it uh, yeah, I remember. When, I think when I first started listening to you, you had that on Instagram. Yeah, because you have. Uh, I mean, you have that that jazzy feel with the the lyrics. You know, fuck out of here. <laughs> you know, so you... right. But no, but no, yeah. But then once I started like being more vocal about what I thought in the world and whatever, like just speaking up about other things, people started getting you know like their feathers ruffled. Yeah, and and then like you know a lot of the people that that praised my music and loved me and was like oh you're talented or your music's great now because they don't agree with something you're I trash. You know, all of a sudden my music sounds like trash yeah but the like someone I a couple people messaged me was like and you call yourself trap king trap king cole you're a culture appropriator <laughs> and I'm like okay <laughs> but people want to try opinion. to control you you know <laughs> I, hey man if look if if people are celebrating your culture, that's a great thing. You know, that's, that's, that's the highest compliment is, is, is that, you know, if people didn't like you, then they wouldn't, you know, they wouldn't try to be like you. They wouldn't pull things from it, you know, but I don't know. I, I guess it depends on attitudes from people, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I feel like any kind of PR is good PR. It just d depends on how, how you brought it. Yeah. Well, okay. Yeah. So I'm not going to get into like, you know, crazy politics, but, Shia LaBeouf came out with a new movie called The Tax Collector, where he plays. When a was this? Uh, well, it's coming out. I think it's you know the trailer's out, and oh, he, nice. he's playing a Mexican um, narco. So he's you know tax collector. Okay. He goes and kills people that aren't paying whatever. That's kind of what I, the gist of it. Um, people are saying he's brown facing. I'm like, what do you what do you call a Mexican with a rubber toe? Roberto. Roberto. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> why did the Mexican? No, yeah, why did the so Mexican only have man. one shoe tied? What's that? Why did the Mexican only have one shoe tied? Because he only had one. No, it's because at the bottom it says "Made in Taiwan." Oh, dude, that's hilarious! My buddy actually <laughs> just said that same joke, and and but he said it something different. He says, "Why can a Mexican only? Why does he only tie one shoe?" Because on the bottom it says "Taiwan." Yeah. Something like it's the same kind of thing. That's funny because I, I, I've never heard that until my friend said it and then the next day, like you literally said that yesterday. And then the next day you said it. It's crazy. You know how you like learn a new word and you're like, well, well that's cool. And then you keep hearing it everywhere. Maybe yeah. I did hear it, but I just never realized it. I don't know. Yeah. What what is it like mean girls fetch? That's so fetch. That's so fetch. You're never yeah. making that happen. 
<laughs> no, that's cool. I have to check that out because I know like Shia LaBeouf is pretty bold and uh, especially like, you know, there's been so much controversy in Hollywood, at least from what I've seen, because I know everyone follows different things on social media. So people might not be exposed. So I know the lens I look through is what I follow and what I look to seek to find. Yeah. Um, but, you know, like to me, it's like a lot of stuff's coming down on Hollywood because Hollywood is the ones that, you know, created the whole cancel culture thing. And I know Hollywood is very left leaning, you know, in politics and stuff and progressive and stuff like that. And that's part of what opened up my eyes uh, in the industry and stuff like that is that like for me, it's like I've never been into politics at all, but I've always been, you know, wanting to seek the truth and and, and realize that good and evil exists. Mm-hmm. And and when I started seeing that 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 evil the evil was happening, and that it was being justified as right, I didn't know it was like what that's you know, that's not right. And so when I started speaking about what I thought was right, and people would get angry, and that they get like possessed by a spirit of hatred, yeah. then I would be like, I'm like, I'm like, whoa, that's crazy, you know, like. And so then that brought me like I I've always never liked politics at all, but now it's like I realize that everything in the world is political. Yep, everything, you know? everything you do, no matter what, is there's politics involved. Politics, exactly. religion, all of them stimulate the same part of your brain that war does. So, right, that's why I realized, dude, that the anger thing is such a key thing. And I what what really uh, blew my mind was I realized like I came into the world right. And I had a soul, at least this is what I believe. I had a soul, I came into the world, and the world is physical, right? And so I, I remember I was saying like, I'm a product of my influences, right? So I mm-hmm. I became uh, musically what I liked and what I observed and saw. And when we're born, we, we observe like, oh, so people are walking, and so we wanna walk too. And, and so the world, our parents, and everything around us is imposing these influences onto us. And, and when I realized that like, I didn't grow up in a perfect family and I really faced, you know, that, that the way I was raised wasn't perfect and, there were, and and looked at the wrong things and accepted that they were wrong and overcame, especially with like, like my mom, right? Especially as a man, I realized I came from a woman. I came out of my mom, right? And then I was raised, my dad worked all the time. And so I was raised by a mom and she was very emotional. And so entering into manhood, I had to realize that I had, that, that I had her identity, which was imposed onto me. And of course that caused me to be more emotional and, and it did contribute to my music because I created music because because it was really escape from the dysfunction in my family. But then once I got older and I realized that I was living in an identity that was not my own mm-hmm. and I forgave her, I, I confronted and talked to her and, and I for, forgave my dad too for not protecting you know his kids from her emotions because she was very, uh, you know, she meant well, but she did, it's, I mean, you know, people, they don't know where they're wrong you know they don't they only yeah. know what to do what they what they can but I, but it doesn't change the fact that it's still wrong so to be able to overcome that like because that way now it's like i date or find a woman or whatever she's not going to be my mom you know i'm going to be able to lead a family i'm going to be able to to not be walked all over and i uh you know i like being a man and i know what it, the difference is between being a man because it's a man's nature to be logical and find solutions and and you know there's a lot to it but you know i know women are more emotional it's just a fact Mm -hmm. so i like the world nowadays tries to impose and teach us that emotions are good and that real men are weak and it's just not true no i understand man honestly (laughs) i think some of the strongest people man 
are not afraid to cry and are not afraid to open up and be vulnerable to share parts of themselves. But the thing is, is that we're in a world that's so judgmental, right? Mm -hmm. it, and people will try to make you feel comfortable to share your weaknesses and then they use it against you. Yep. It never oh. helps you. It never helps you because people just want to judge you, oh. even if they don't realize it, you know, that they're going to judge you whether you like it or not and or, or think so or not. And so that's why I realized I, you know, whatever weaknesses I have are my weaknesses, my issues that I need to have to work out on my own. And, and it emotionally feels good to share them and, and be weak, but it doesn't help anything. And the, at the end of the day, people will judge you for it. And mm -hmm. it's better to like, just, you know, be reserved and in the sense of figuring it out for yourself. Cause if you figure it out for yourself, you won't need to feel the need to go cry to someone else and tell them all your problems and stuff like that. Cause no one wants to hear, you know, your issues. And if I do share my problems, it's going to be with other men that are, that, that are capable get, of understanding. Get, you know get. what I'm saying? Like, it's not going to be my girlfriend. It's not going to be my sister, you know? Mm -hmm. And I mean, people will take that so wrong these days, but I've just, I've seen that to be absolutely true for me. Cause I mean, my, I was that way because of the way I was raised with my mom, you know, my mom, she caused me to be that way. And, and I realized that I suffered in that because it, it never helped, never helped me to be that way. Cause I would, I would just always be weak, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It makes sense. Dang, that's rough, man. Well, honestly, if you're not weak, you're here where you're at today and you only have further to go, man. Yeah, yeah. for sure. All right. So, definitely appreciate you having. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Thank you guys for having me, man. If you need anything, man, feel free to reach out. We're more than happy. Anything at all, man. Better. You need anything. <laughs> He's uh, here to listen I, to you. If you want a high five? No, no. If you want a high five, like we got. You. No, I, I appreciate it, man. And uh, I'll, I think I follow you. Your pay your music junkies yeah. page back. So I appreciate having me on. And uh, yeah, man, we'll I'll keep you updated on on the new music and stuff like that. And if anything comes your way that you think makes sense for me, you know, feel free to hit me up. Yeah, definitely, man. I appreciate your time. Cool. You too, guys. See you later. Take care, man. That was a great interview that we had. Um, Trevor Wesley. He, wow. Guy's he well. I would say, <laughs> for sure. Yeah, he's a great guy. Um, listen to his music. Yeah. Chivalry is dead. You know, went viral. Went fucking crazy. With 34 million views on just Spotify alone. Um, it's a great song. Um, he's coming out with a new song, Fuck Out of Here. You know, be sure to Check Fuck out of here! Fuck out of here! I can't. Dude, I can't not... do a white person accent. <laughs> <laughs> so, fuck out of here! Dude's got two hundred twenty-four thousand five hundred forty-five monthly listeners on Spotify. How many? Um, two hundred twenty-four thousand. One more time. Five hundred. <laughs> two twenty-four thousand five forty-five. One more time. Okay, okay, I did. <laughs> you know what? what Music news time. Music news. So, I have no idea, you know, what's going on. Uh, Britney Spears, have... Do you know... Have you seen her lately? Um, no, I haven't seen her since she shaved her head, in my opinion. <laughs> That was what? Fuck. That was like 2010 or something. But so she's crazy. You know, she's gone insane. She's making like TikTok dance videos. And like you just watch them and you feel so bad. Like you could tell she's not. There's something wrong. 
Um, so she doesn't own the rights to make decisions for herself. You know how me and you live freely and we could, if I oh. want to go and um, buy a car, I could go buy a car if I fucking want, you know? If I have money, of course, I'm poor. So I can't. But if I wanted to, I could. So Britney Spears doesn't own the rights to do that. Her dad does. So her dad has the right to let her buy her house, buy her car, move out, do this. Dad that has power of attorney over her. Pretty much, yeah. Wow. Because she's not all there. So people are started this like hashtag called Free Britney. Like you see her, you've seen her videos, not you personally, but you know, people that follow Stop yelling her. at me, Mario. Like how how do you feel like that'd be right for her to have the right to make decisions for herself and for her kids and you know her kids aren't safe with her she's dating like the super young guy and it's like wow i can i i you know i guess that's what like you know child fame does to you because she was big when she was like a teenager so uh-oh look out jb you're next homie <laughs> Actually, Justin Bieber came out and, you know, apologized for all the shit that he's done and, you know, how childish he's acted. So I think I think he realized that he was a fuck up, you know. But I don't know. I like it. I like I've always liked JB. You know, I've had a little bit of Bieber fever. <laughs> he's still a human, man. You know, I get it. I, I see. But yeah, Free Britney trending. Free I have no Britney. idea why. Oh, man, it blows my mind. You know, she hasn't been doing well for a long time, obviously. Um, I, I, I wish I would have done some research to see if she's written some new music since, but I mean. No, I don't think so. I think it was just her going crazy. Get help. <laughs> that's the message from that. That's, that's the best thing you can do. Talk to your therapist. <laughs> talk to your therapist you know there's actually the service you know you could text a psychiatrist uh, or a psychologist eh, kind of expensive some insurances covers it um, but you could just text them or you know do a virtual online visit I haven't done it I want to though yeah. but, nah, but again I, you know mental illness is a serious thing and you know with artists most of them aren't there that's why they're so good at expressing themselves and being creative about it because it's a positive outlet so you know my heart goes out to everyone yeah so but, speaking of that billy ellish um came out the new song eilish eilish eilish, eilish. eilish. wherever the fuck it is that chick she came out the new song called my future it, it kind of emphasizes self-love and you know, personal care, taking care of your yourself mentally, physically, whatever, whatever it is. Um, I saw the video. It's like a cartoon video. It's pretty cool. So, you know, you know, speaking of mental health and taking care of yourself and, you know, I think this, this would be a good song to listen to, to kind of show you that you, you know, you're enough, you're everything, everything you need to hear is in the song. <laughs> so listen to that. Billie Eilish. Eilish. Eyelash. Billie Eilish. So crazy. She's fucking... I think she's 18 now. And she's making gajillions of she's dollars. She's killing it, dude. Bajillions. 
She's killing it, man. Yeah, she's younger than me and making more money than I am. So sad. But she has talent and I don't. So, makes sense. And you don't have talent. Useless talents. <laughs> I have a shit ton of talents, but they're all useless. Like, what would you say, picking up a dime with your toes? <laughs> yeah, he can't do that shit. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking monkey. Goddamn. Um, careful, I'll punch you in the jaw with my foot. <laughs> <laughs> so you're going to punch me in the jaw. Yeah, that makes sense. With your knuckle toes. <laughs> oh, I could picture that. So what do you got for me? I don't really have much. <clears throat> I don't have music news. You don't have much or none? None. Thanks, Jacob. Thanks, Jacob, for letting me You're down. You're welcome, Mario. Once again, you let me down. You let our listeners down. So Kaylani, um, singer, rapper, fuck, she could do. She could do it all, and she could do me. I mean, what? I mean, um, she came out with the song and a music video, kind of. Um, there's someone in your doorway, like peeking through that crack there. Where? <laughs> what are you talking about? None, none, none. Oh, my girl? <laughs> She's not here. And when she does, she'll probably smack me. But anyways, oh, yeah. Kehlani came out with a song um, and a video called Can I? And it kind of gives you a positive outlook onto... Um, sex workers you know people with only fans live streaming sex workers and stuff like that um it's pretty powerful if you watch the video it kind of it's showing you like live feeds you know live cams cam girls kind of doing their thing and it's pretty crazy and now you know with the quarantine going on everyone's starting an only fans podcast like ours you know everyone's starting to be content creators tiktokers and shit like that so it makes sense you know it makes sense that you know females want to feel powerful and kind of promote themselves in <clears throat> that outlook for pervs like you yeah music junkies <laughs> what <laughs> I was talking about pervs like you, Jacob. Oh, like me, yes. Like you, yeah. Number one, number one OnlyFans buyer. <laughs> it's okay, it's okay. Nothing wrong with that. Uh, John Legend came out with a new song. And it was about a month ago, but really good song called um, Ula. Ula. It's like a duop type. R&B baby music song. John Legend. John Legend is all about that baby making soft, you know, slow jams. He's got the pipes for it. The too. slow jams. <laughs> but yeah, you should listen to that. Really good song. And um, that's about everything I have. Not music related. Ellen DeGeneres is getting blasted everywhere. For being a toxic boss. I don't know if you heard of that. Toxic boss? Yeah. Like she's extremely mean. Toxic. And like it's the worst toxic environment. So Warner Brothers actually released an official investigation to 
the work environment at the Ellen DeGeneres show because producers and stuff like that are calling her out and saying she's the meanest person in the world. Who would have thought Ellen DeGeneres? She seems like the nicest person in the world. She's the bitchiest. On television. Everyone puts up a front, you know? Oh, yeah. It's crazy. But that's all I got. So, you know, everybody, we love you. Um, Listen to our shit. Stream our shit. Support our shit. Wipe our shit. That would be nice. That would be nice, huh? A personal butt wiper. Oh, my gosh. They used to have those back in the day, bro. For people that had money. Now you could just buy a bidet. Go on Wish and buy those <laughs> little crappy ass, no pun intended, bidets. Crappy ass. <laughs> that was that was out of nowhere. That came, that just came out. No pun intended again. <laughs> oh, that was shitty. Pun intended right there. So, yeah, um, we love you. Tune in next week. We're going to try to get um, someone in the rock um, industry or rock genre. Yeah, I think I think we've had mostly rap, R&B, R&B singer, hip-hop. hip-hop. Yeah. So, rock or reggae. What? In a reggae basis. In a reggae basis. That, that, Slap of the bass. Lap of the bass. Yeah. Oh, also, for those of you who actually listen to our podcast, put some fire under Mario's ass and tell him to get started with some merch so we can start selling it to you guys. Cause get started on merch? It's already out. <laughs> then what the fuck are y'all waiting for? Buy our merch. Link in the bio on our Instagram, on our Facebook. Um, if you go to our website, it'll give you the link for those. Um, our it's music junkies podcast or music junkies podcast dot big cartel dot com. You could order a merch and it'll be shipped directly from the supplier. Um, so buy our shit. I think we've only got one purchase and I think I lost money because it was it, it was a problem. But yeah, you know, buy our shit, support, donate if you can on um on our anchor so just music junkies podcast and it'll give you the link to donate if you'd like um we are building a studio hopefully you know within the next month or so we have it up and running and anything you can donate helps you know we're trying to do this full time trying to give you music news and interviews full time uh, music news and interviews and if you're a veteran of the U.S. military, I got a good friend that's starting a podcast um, called Vetterview. Um, gives you an inside look on the life of a veteran and what they live, you know, after getting out of the military. You know, mental issues, just their own personal struggles. So, Vetterview, listen to it. And that's pretty much all I got now. All right, music junkies. Well, we love you. We love you. Like Trevor says. To all the haters, fuck out of here. Fuck out of here. <laughs> <laughs> right, peace, guys.